0: welcome to Blended Fatherhood. I'm your host James Ferris and on today's episode we're going to be talking about father involvement. Today's episode is going to be probably a little bit of a shorter one. My voice is uh, pretty sore um, because we're doing a uh, we have a couple of performances for my first graders and second graders at my school and so I've been trying to make sure that that is going well and uh, it's been using a lot of my voice. But either way this is an interesting topic and something that's super important so we will delve way deeper into this one in a couple later episodes, specifically, how do you deal with engaging in the life of a daughter or a stepdaughter versus a stepson and that sort of thing. So this one's going to be pretty general, but it's super important and something that we need to think about because it can have drastic changes on the life of your stepkids if you are involved versus if you're not involved. What I mean by that is that children who feel a closeness to their father are twice as likely as those who do not have a closeness to their father to enter college or find stable employment after high school. They are also 75% less likely to have a teen birth, 80% less likely to spend time in jail, and about half as likely to experience multiple depression symptoms. Those are some pretty drastic um, statistics to me, like you're 80% less likely to spend time in jail if you have a decent closeness to your father. Now, these are all related to being biological fathers. And so, for us who are fathers in blended families, not all your kids are your biological kids. And so then how do you relate and how do you make sure that your non-biological kids don't fall into one of these statistics right here? And the reality is that it that might not be the case. It's possible that these things will happen. And that's okay. Life is messy. Life is not perfect. But we, again, as fathers who are trying to lead our family to be the best people they want to be and make sure that they're safe and protected... It's a good idea to just have these ideas in mind and to kind of do the best we can to make sure that they don't happen. So, how do we do that, or what does that look like? Um, being an involved father is relatively simple, and if I were to say that, it like seems common sense to me. Uh, that's exactly how I would think, and that might come off like really kind of rude. Like, I'm not saying that if you don't know what's going on or how to do this, then you. dumb. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that the basic principles, like spend time with them, seems pretty normal. The the hard part is figuring out, well, how do I spend time with them when they hate me, right? Or how do I spend time with them when they think that I'm just getting in the middle of their relationship with their mother? And you can't always avoid those feelings from your stepkids, um, but you can do things that help mitigate and in the long run make those issues kind of go away. So let's talk a little bit about that. It's a little bit easier the younger they are. Most of the time, if you have a teenager, which is already hard parenting enough, add in the fact that they are not your biological teenager, son or daughter. That's a very hard task. And it's not something that's just going to be like overnight. They're going to like you or accept you. You're going to have to work at it. And it might be years and they they might become sort of an adult stepchild by the time any of this actually happens and you have a good relationship to them. But some general principles work regardless of you're in that situation or you're in a younger situation. So spending time together, and it doesn't necessarily need to be like a lot of time. Um, Studies kind of show that even like good small chunks of quality time are better than less quality, but more. So quality is better than quantity in this aspect. So you want to make sure you're spending good quality time with your stepkids. And if that means that you need to learn a hobby or pick up something that they really like to do, I would go for it. You might not be the best at it, but if they're really into, you know, underwater basket weaving or, you know, they're really into, you know, knitting or sewing or something, you know, take a semi-interest in that. I'm not telling you that you need to learn how to sew or become the best crocheter ever. but if you know they like tennis, go play tennis with them. If they beat you, oh well. You know, if they like riding bikes, ride a bike with them. If they like playing catch, play catch with them. If you're not good at catch, oh well, it doesn't matter. The main concept is that you're saying, "Hey, my time, which is again the most precious thing that we have, is my time is worth it to spend with you." Okay? And that's what you're saying to them when you do these things. You know? The other thing is that you can be an open ear and lend Emotional support, even if they don't like you. Okay. Just being having this idea like, I am open to listen. And actually, when they t- talk to you about anything, actually listen and knowing and hearing them is going to be really important. So, you know, a situation could arise where they say something to you and you might not think that it's actually the most important thing, but you need to make sure that you're thinking and remembering those things that they tell you because they ask you later and you're like, oh, Did you say that? Oh, I don't remember. That signals, basically, it's like, ah, what I said wasn't important to them. And that goes for almost any interaction with anybody. Um, But in this relationship that you're trying to build, that's already tense because you're the outsider. You're the one who's taking place of dad. You're maybe someone who accidentally did some discipline early on that kind of rubbed the um, stepkids the wrong way. Like you've already kind of established this idea that even if you didn't do it on purpose, that you're not someone who's fully involved and fully integrated into the family. There's an ambiguity to the stepfather role that kind of blemishes, um, in a sort of negative light just immediately. Right. And so you want to make sure that you actually don't make that worse. So pay attention, listen to them. Okay. The other thing is, um, every day, give assistance or every day make sure you generally ask how they're doing regardless if you know they like you it's those perceived small things or like the non-obvious things that do the best work and the most work for your relationship now we are guys so we're stepfathers right so statistically and i think reality shows that um in this works for both biological and stepfathers we're more involved with a boy's life than a girl's life there are things that we don't understand with the girls' life that we're not gonna understand. And so it's easier for us to relate to our sons. All right, that's you know, what my son plays baseball. I'm I know how I know what baseball works, I know how baseball works, I like baseball. Great. You know, my daughter is into sewing. I know nothing about sewing. Um I don't think I'm gonna learn anything about sewing. I don't know how to relate to that, you know. And I'm not saying that your son could not like sewing. Your son could totally like sewing. Your daughter could like baseball. Great. Either way, there are just differences between a boy and a girl that are going to make this a little bit differently. And statistics show that we relate more to our sons, probably because, you know, we know what it's like to grow up as, you know, a young boy. So how do you relate to the different if you have a stepdaughter versus a stepson? And it's relatively the same, you know, spending time together. Uh, if they're older or younger, you also have to think that through. So the younger they are, the easier it is. You can be involved in everyday life, right? You can go to school performances. You can ask them about their grades. You can pick them up from school. You can know the name of their teachers. You can know the name of the friends that they have at school. You can drive them to school, uh, all that stuff. So let's say you have a teenage daughter. So I did. When we got married, Um, my daughter, she would be, she was 15 and a half or so, Um, almost sixteen. And I, honestly, I didn't know how to relate at all. Um, you know, my the most I'd related to teenage girls was uh, teaching them in drumline. And that, that was a different, it's not something that you're not like parenting them, right? All you do is get to know like some random couple different information about them and then you make sure that they're really good at playing their instrument. That, that's it, right? That's not something that's like dealing with sort of the intricacies there. But um, the main idea... Is to show that you love them regardless of the time spent together, or even when you have no idea what is going on in life in their head, right? So you're all about showing love, okay? And if that means that you ask your wife uh, or their mother what their favorite candy is, and you just drop them off their favorite candy, or you can go about it a different way and just make sure that you know about what's going on in their life um, by asking your wife about their life because she should know what's going on and she can tell you. And you'll know that information. And if you know that information about what's going on in their life, you'll be better prepared. You'll also just tell them that, hey, I'm paying attention to what's going on in your life because I care about your life. I remember uh, this was, we hadn't been married yet. We were still dating. And uh, I think it was close to Valentine's Day. I'm not 100% on the date. But I remember that my now wife, she texted me and said, hey, you know, our daughter's boyfriend had broken up with her, right? And, you know, when you're a teenager, that can kind of be, that can really be really bad. I, if if you've dated or you were in a relationship when you are a teenager, you know that like that first sort of heartbreak, and even if you had other heartbreak too, like that can be really devastating. And um, I, I had remembered that A, my daughter really likes Red Bull. She loves Red Bull. But I also remember that she had mentioned something about Reese's like cups. And so, you know, before I went over to hang out with my wife or do what I was going to do with, I think we were... Headed to church later. Um, I remember I stopped and I just got those two things and I just dropped it off in the apartment. And I said, Hey, here you go. I hope you're okay. No questions. I didn't need to know details, nothing. I just was saying, Hey, look, I'm thinking about you. Very simple. Okay. And it doesn't have to be anything different from that. You know, it's a very simple ways to show that like you care just by knowing a couple different details and then again giving your time away so they know that, hey, I love you. My time is worth it. You are worth my time. That's the biggest thing that you can say to any of your stepkids. Say, hey, you're worth my time. I want to be involved in your life. Even if we don't have the best relationship right now, or you don't think I'm the best person. I'm going to sit here in, you know, however long it takes and just constantly say, you are worth my time, period. Hopefully when you're in that position where you're continually putting one foot in front of the other and making those continuous promises that says, my time is worth it, my time is worth being spent on you, your your relationship will grow. It's not just a one-time-off where you remember, hey, they like Reese's Cups, I'm going to get them Reese's Cups, I'm done. You have to continually do it day by day and kind of not slack off on that and eventually the relationship will grow and you have to be patient. But if you're in a position that says and always says my time is worth it, and you're showing that to your stepkids, your relationship will grow. But if you slack off and you don't do that and you kind of tell them, hey, you know you know what, I'm busy. Like, it's not worth it. It's going to spiral and take way longer to get to a place where you want to be. Thank you so much for listening. I know this was a little bit of a shorter episode and we didn't delve super deep into the topic at hand, but we will in later episodes of blended fatherhood. On next week's episode, though, we are going to be talking about the specific role of the stepfather and how to actually fit in that role. It's really easy to feel super ambiguous and feel like you are an outsider. And so we're going to be talking about ways that you can fit inside your family and make sure that you have a defined role for yourself and how to feel comfortable in that role as a stepfather. Because if you feel super ambiguous, then being able to kind of lead is not going to be something that is going to come naturally or easy for you. Again, thank you so much for listening. Please think about subscribing, following the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, please email me at james at blendedfatherhood.com. I would love to hear from you. Again, see you next time.